Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of The Hallway. Chris and I talk about age differences in relationships, our times in college, managing our egos, and much more. So thanks again for tuning in and keep walking with us down the hallway. Listen to our other podcasts if you're interested in the Matrix talk. <laughs> right, right. You got to backtrack for y'all out there, you know. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Sunday, man. Sunday fun day. I was thinking about this earlier today. I don't even remember the last mm-hmm. Sunday fun day that I've had in terms of actually getting drunk. Nah. I mean, because when I think of Sunday fun day, that's exactly what I think of. Going brunching out. It. Yeah, brunching it, going out, basically bar hopping and club hopping. In the yeah. middle of the day on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I did like a mini one this morning. A mini one. It wasn't even anything crazy. Like, I went out and had some, like, basically late ass breakfast. And okay, then, okay. You know, hit the farmer's market downtown just a little bit. You know, a little strolling, crazy. you know, strolling around, looking at the doggos. Just a quick scroll with the dogs. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. it. That was it. And then I came home. That was it. The weather's been beautiful, though. I mean, here in Florida, it was. It was like 80s and rainy, and then all of a sudden, you know, snap your fingers, and it's like 60 and sunny. Right, right. So, like, this morning, this morning was great. It felt great outside, right? Yeah. Yesterday, though, I don't know if you've, like, seen the afternoons. Oh, my gosh. And Right when you're ready to get out of work at, like, 5, and you're like, hey, let's go ahead and get to my car. Nothing but freaking hailstorms and thunderstorms. Oh, you got hail? Oh, yeah, there was hell. There was hell. Yeah. No, yesterday, yesterday I went to Disney, right? Yeah. I went to Disney and there was a thunderstorm warning all morning long. Oh, my gosh, bro. It was tragic. I, I got a video of me out there and, like, everyone's hair is, like, going sideways. Palm trees are leaning and shit. Like, it was, <laughs> it, it was for real. It was for real. It was rough. And people out, people out there riding, uh, I don't even know, fast track, <laughs> like, yee! Yeah, yeah, exactly. People don't give a fuck <laughs> oh my gosh yo actually i've heard disney switch to a new model uh mm. in with the amount of people so when i used to go to disney back in the day mm-hmm. you could just walk up to the park and just go in but now yeah. i guess you have to make a reservation and there's a certain amount of people and if there's like too many reservations for one day or something like that yeah it's proper trash. No, I've so I started dating this girl recently, and she's you know mm-hmm. Disney Disney aficionado as most younger women are these days. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> Living in Orlando, I mean. <laughs> yeah, if you live in Orlando and you're under the age yeah. of like 25, you have nothing better to do. You're going to Disney. For sure. Just you know, it's a thing. So she's like, "Yeah, go get a Disney pass with me." I'm like, "All right, all right, cool, cool." Turns out they actually stopped selling the like high tier one where you can go on like the weekends and all that. So. That passes just aren't available anymore. You can only get the weekday one where you go like uh, on weekdays to like one park with none of that park hopper stuff, none of the cool things. Like they just cut it out, and it's already expensive. I'm like, if I'm gonna spend the money, I want like the highest tier one. Like this, yeah, you know, get the most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, you know, I'm working every day till five p.m. I'm not gonna take a day off work to go to Disney. Come on, man. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just like their model is really shifting in terms of uh, what they're doing price-wise and then what you're I mean, get. 
for that. Price. I think I think that makes sense, and the reason why I say that is because if you think of it from a business standpoint, uh-huh. the who are usually the people that are going to be going during the weekends, right? So it could be uh-huh. a variety of people, but I would say mostly tourists, right? Those are the days that Disney's going to be most packed, sure. and. I would say depending on the person, who spends more money at Disney normally? Is it a person that has an annual pass that's there all the time, that lives in Florida? That's going to sure. be, are they going to be, you know, buying merch like crazy? Or And don't get me wrong, there's some people out there that really love Disney. Cool. But <laughs> mostly it's the people that come in from out of town. Yep. They'd want to reserve, you know, probably reserve those spots mm-hmm. for those people that are coming out of town that are like, Doing the whole Disney experience, you know, Committed. paying like maybe five or ten grand for like a week mm-hmm. at Disney or something like that. With yeah. the kids, the whole family's exactly. out there. Yeah, yeah. On their end, it makes sense. But the way it was described to me is that it's a capacity thing. They're trying to maintain yeah. their COVID capacity, you know, and, and make sure that everyone that they sold a ticket to can get into the park. Uh, mm-hmm. So you make your reservation and you also buy a ticket for a specific day. So I'm just mm. like, ah, oh, come on, man, come on, you're killing me here. But I'm also, as a consumer, I'm like, dude, just take my money. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> say, look, buy the highest tier. Take my money. Throwing money at them. Come on, I just want, I just, just want to go on a Saturday, man. Come on. Right, for real. I, I need a weekend. Like, I'm not doing this weekday stuff. Come on, oh, come on. Man. You know? Yeah. I don't know. But the, that, I think, really goes into, because I saw something the other day at Disney and I think other things as well, like, really the pent-up demand of covid and now with covid really settling out Mm -hmm. people are just out more than ever before i mean spring break was this week right so i don't know those that are in school like had spring break and i mean all of those hotels like everywhere all those resorts everything's open man everything Mm -hmm. is open it's it's not big time yeah no recently the big one was um uh what's it called uh shoot Ah, you you see, like Orlando spring break is mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. like a week earlier than every other spring break. So like oh. it's kind of shifted right now. All the other schools, even here locally, the like middle schools and elementary schools, high schools, they're all spring break is this week. So <clears> this coming week is going to be really, really tragic in terms of like local eateries and shit like that. All, all, I, I'm imagining this week for anyone that works in like any type of service industry in like Orlando because we're literally built on tourism yeah. you're going to have a fun week oh man especially down in the international drive area yeah. oh yeah oh yeah have you have have you ever done like a classic spring break so what i mean by classic spring break is have you ever you know when you were in school do you have like a spring break story where you went to like some all inclusive resort or went somewhere you know, beachy or anything like that. And it was, you know, got ratchet. <laughs> with the boys. <laughs> yeah. With the boys, with the girls, with yeah. wh- wh- whatever you're into, man. With the... Uh, the people's... Trans, trans species, man. Whatever you're into, man. The, the they, them, the trees. <laughs> That's right. Trees. No, I don't think I've ever, like, fully gone out and done that. I've, like... No? A few spring breaks in, like, high school, me and some high school friends would, like, go to a friend's timeshare or something like that in South okay, Florida, yeah. and, you know, we'd hang out, we'd have a good time. But you're but not like, enough to drink, so it's not like you can go exactly. out or do anything. Yeah. Nothing like adult-level, like, spring break, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the movies, you know? Wasn't that a movie? Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was the rapper in there? Wasn't it, like, Riff Raff or something? He's like, spring break, yeah, yeah. forever, like, I don't <laughs> Something like that, yeah, no, never, never so gone ridiculous. out like that. I've always wanted oh, to, though. Man. I mean, 
I'm not in college anymore, so yeah. yeah. But I still, do, I, I don't think that that still doesn't mean you can't enjoy. I think as long as you're under, I would say. So like, what would the cutoff be to enjoy spring? Like to really go to a spring break? I would say if you're under yeah. 35, yeah, you can okay. still get away with it. But yeah, like, you're yeah. getting into the late 30s. Mm, Chill, bro. I don't know. Yeah, go home with the kids, dad. Twenty-one-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that. I definitely feel that. I don't know. Like I've so I've been walking this fine line between like trying to stay involved in like these school activities and stuff like that. Since because, you graduated, right? Congratulations! Yeah. Snaps, Thank snaps. you. Thank you. Snaps or snaps received. But like I, I graduated, right? And now I have time to do all these like extracurricular things, like. Mm-hmm. The club that I started on campus, I, I want to like be involved in it. So now I'm like, ah, mm. I'm going to come in as an alumni advisor. Yeah, yeah, I'll help you guys out, whatever. Like, I have time. I have money to help. Like, you yeah. know, all these things. And I just couldn't before. I couldn't be as deeply invested into the, each of these mm-hmm. programs. And not only that, but like the knowledge you can gain from like projects on campus. So mm-hmm. uh, engineering projects, there's tons of engineering teams and stuff that are doing tons of awesome stuff that I just want to get involved with. I mean, I've seen like one or two things postgraduate about like, oh, join this group of guys doing, you know, like robotics or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't hit as hard. It's like a college team, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm, no, I'm definitely. trying to stay I involved. Mean, the- the young, I mean, they're enthusiastic, right? They're doing it because they want to get experience and there's just a whole yeah. other level of uh, enthusiasm there. No, I completely agree. The thing is, though, be careful, at least because I'm a little bit older. So like my alumni, a little bit older in terms of alumni, not that mm-hmm. much older, but um, mm-hmm. but it's like there's and maybe others can relate to this, too. Don't get me wrong. If you become a recent alumni and you still want to be involved, you totally can and like still do that. But I almost, mm-hmm. it almost kind of comes to a point where you kind of step away. So I felt that way, at least in the fraternity that I was part of. Like, as soon as I graduated, you know, they would invite me back for talks and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Still, you know, relatively involved. But then it kind of comes to a point where there's a lot of newer brothers and newer people coming into the organization that are kind of like now kind of taking over and leading the way. And then yeah. it comes to a point where you actually don't know anyone that's in the organization anymore True. at least on campus right yeah yeah but then but then you know at least in the organization uh, that i'm part of there was this guy that i mean he's i mean he's probably at least eight to ten years older than me mm. and he's still even though he graduated <laughs> he's still hanging around like the fraternity College. and yeah and yeah. it's like dude okay man you're like almost 40 Girl. right you're not a student and you're still hanging out like with these people, which I mean, I don't know, you know, it's, it, it could go yeah. either way. Maybe you really, and I don't know, but it's more of like, it kind of seems like you're chasing something at that point, right? True. Like it, it's almost True. like phases of your life that you're moving in and out of. And I think, don't get me wrong. College is a great phase of your life. I think that yeah. you meet a lot of people that you're going to be friends with for life and a lot of organizations that you vibe with. Um, yeah. But at some point, like you kind of move away from that and you kind of like transition to a different part of your life you can still be involved True. but like you know yeah i completely agree extent, yeah. my thing is like right now i've got a lot of my friends even that are still in college so mm-hmm. i'm yeah. kind of like you know they'll go do like college activities like the other day my buddy was like hey let's go canoeing and like there's a canoeing spot on campus for like students yeah. 
and you have to like bring your student ID and like swipe your student ID. And I was like, I'm not really a student anymore. <laughs> you bring like, your ID, you'd be like, uh, does this still work? Like, <laughs> you know, I went and I was like, here's my ID, and they they swiped it. It didn't like give a little error or nothing. So I went canoeing, you know, like, yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, Say, hold, hold on to that ID too, because you can get student <laughs> discounts and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like, that's one of those things where like, a lot of my friends are still in it, you know, which is all good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. So I'm like, and, and oh, again, yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's more of yeah. like, it's almost like you feel a natural transition towards like, you know, you kind of transition out of that. Yeah. But there's certain things that I think you can go to at any age, right? Like tailgating, I think, is something you can do all the time. If there's certain, like, events where, you know, they want alumni to participate, like, that's more than welcome. You know, you should yeah. be able to still wear your your college sweater mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you should, should still be able to represent generally. I did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And you should. <laughs> you, you should obviously do that. Yeah. It's yeah. more of, like, how involved... With I'll 21 year olds, you want to be, yeah, it's, yeah, and I under, mean, at my age, right, you're like, what, no, like 20, 23, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, still, so you're good, but no. I'm, I'm getting towards 30, and like, you know, you kind of <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy, man, I, I did, because uh, I live so close to campus, I rode my bike mm-hmm. um, onto campus, because they have an eye doctor there, and like, it was really close, yeah. and I just said, screw it, like, I'm just going to get my eyes checked there, so yeah. I went, and I parked my bike and everything, and I was walking around, and <laughs> I was just like, looking around and i'm just like oh my gosh like did i used to be this young like was i this young like i remember myself being so much older than i was right but then you look around and (laughs) see these 19 year olds everywhere like oh my gosh bro i'm telling you i went like to this uh i went bowling with some of my buddies right and they Mm -hmm. invited some of their friends and some of their friends were like yeah i'll bring my girlfriend boyfriend whatever so like we had a group we had a group going yeah and one of my buddies, like, his friend was, like, 18. And it's like, okay. But he's, like, 21. So I'm like, wait. So, like, man, that's a big jump right there. So now we're partying with, like, 18-year-olds. And, like, we're all sitting around drinking and, like, you know, getting lit. And I was like, wait, but you're, but you're 18. And, like, do I, do I give you a beer? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, do, I, or do I order you a Coke? Like, yeah, right? Like, yeah, Coke on ice? Like, what, what's the deal? What, what do I do here? No, what I, I like do it here? neat. I, I like my Coke <laughs> neat. <laughs> Shaking. <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Another, another thing is, like, I go to another party and a similar situation. And mm-hmm. there's, like, this really cute girl. But, mm-hmm. like, she's 18. Mm. I'm just like, oh, what? No. no. But at 23, that's not as bad. Like, if no. you're 23, like 22, 23, and you're into, yeah. like, you know, she's 18, 19, that's not that big of a deal. True. I, in my opinion. It's right. not bad. It's just that, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, dang, if I wanted to do anything else with this girl, I could not, never take, take her to a bar. It's just not going to happen. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I can't take you to a bar with me, I mean, I go to bars a lot, so you know. <laughs> what's that? What's that thing? Like, if if they don't know certain things, like they're too young for you, or yeah. something like that. Like, if she's never seen Rugrats or something like that, she's too young for you, or exactly. doesn't know what a VCR is, or some shit like that. Exactly. There's yeah. limits to this. There's limits to this. Yeah. Okay, here's a good question. When, like, what is the appropriate? Like, when does the age gap? get like less appropriate so i'm trying to think of a way to phrase the question but it's almost like what is the limit so is it your limit you know maybe like 10 years is it 15 years is it 20 years 
you know, it where definitely things... shifts over time. You know, like I would agree. I would one hundred percent agree. Sixty and I'm dating like a fifty year old. All right, that's you know, not a problem at all. Yeah, not a problem. But if I'm like thirty and I'm dating like a nineteen year old, it's like ah. yeah. My parents, my parents are ten years apart. Yeah, my dad yeah. was yeah. My dad was thirty, and mm. and I think just because of how it lapped, my yeah. dad was thirty and my mom was twenty one. And she had uh, my sister, they had my sister, I think when she was 23, and yeah. me when she was like 24, 25. So they were 10 years apart, but I mean... Yeah. It's also a different time period too, you know? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I think if it was like 15, like, I think at that age, I think 15 years would be pushing it. So if you're like yeah. 35 dating a 20-year-old, I'd kind of be like... Okay, man. I don't know. What are know. you doing, bro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. But then yeah. but then in your situation, right, where you're saying, okay, if you're 60 dating 45, okay. that's not as bad. Yeah. No, Definitely. it's not as bad. It's not as bad. I think, you know, over a certain threshold, you just go crazy, do whatever you want to do, you know? But I would say 20 years, that's kind of pushing it. 20 like, years. If you're, like if you're 60 and sh- like they just turned 40. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, that's a little wide, I'd say. That's very wide. I mean, I don't know. If you're 60 and you're still pulling that low, good on you, bro. <laughs> good but on you. What if you. it's the other way around? What if it's a 60-year-old? Have you seen have you seen those crazy like relationships on like TLC or or whenever when it's like this lady <laughs> who's like 60 and she's dating like this 19-year-old? It's something ah. it's ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like, I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. yeah. Nah, bro. I saw one hey, the other man. day. Uh, this guy, I think he was like 45, and his, his fiance was like 22, 23. And was like, oh, hmm. ah, I don't know how I feel about that. And the parents were like, mm, what do you think about the age difference? Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah, not for me, not for me. I couldn't. I, my daughter, no, no, not my daughter. Sorry. <laughs> the thing is, I think, I think where the problem, at least from like, I don't know, even just interacting with people at the age that I am now, like I, you know, mm-hmm. I see eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, twenty one year olds, whatever interacting. Yeah. It almost becomes a maturity thing. Yes. Like, and it's not that they're not mature. It's not that no. they're not mature in their own way. But sort of it's almost level. like, yeah, you can you can just feel the difference in like mindsets. Definitely, you know? definitely, and yeah. that's a big part of it. Like, I'm fine talking with like younger people, but mm-hmm. I need to like feel like you could have a mature conversation, not even yeah. mature, just a normal conversation with me. And it, yeah. you need a level of maturity to do that without you know just going off about your TikToks and whatever, you know, (laughs) you know, know? (laughs) what I've seen, what I've seen sometimes is like they, sometimes people have, especially when you're young. And I think I went through this a lot. It's almost like I felt like when I was younger, it's like I had something to prove. Definitely. Like I felt like I needed to like show it's like you almost feel like you need yeah you need to show your maturity and you need to yeah. show that how like deep your thoughts are the Especially thing is an I, older crowd too you know yeah the problem is is that when you're trying is when they can tell Definitely. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like these thoughts yeah when you're pushing it, it but these thoughts and feelings that you have or like the way that you choose to structure it or how you choose to like have a conversation 
Mm-hmm. I think when you're it's and not like trying. I don't. I don't think trying is the right word, but more like forcing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You can agreed. feel when someone is like forcing, trying to, yeah. you know, forcing this persona or pushing something like hard, that. and that's when you can kind of tell like, all right, you know, yeah, are you come here? On or down. You know, yeah. And like it's a thing. So like, hey, okay, great on you for trying to have a mature conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah. you failed. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Try again next week with someone else. At least they're trying. I mean, yeah. at, at least someone's trying. I'll give them that. If yeah. you're trying to be having an intellectual because com- that's it's ultimately practice. I think in order yeah. to have like deeper levels of deeper deeper levels of thought, you almost need to be exposed to that one, mm-hmm. and then two, also practice engaging in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you definitely have to, because that's how you learn. That's how a lot of people learn. You just have to keep doing it, especially when it comes to language and being comfortable in certain social situations. It's mm. not something where you can just say, "Okay, I'm cool with smart people now." No, no, you have to like learn how to talk the smart lingo and like you know hang out with the mature people in order to do that. Like, mm. I'll use myself as an example. Like, I'm not your age. You're a little bit older than me, and most of our friends, our mutual friends, are. You know, I'm the youngest. I'll I'll claim it, but I grew up with an older brother. I grew up with my older brother's friends. You know, so that kind of built my persona per se. It, it, you know, so you kind of gotta you gotta learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there can also be it can also be telling on specific subjects. So what I mean is yeah. like like if you. If you aren't educated in it, and this could be personality too, but if you're not as educated in the subject as someone and mm-hmm. you try to show that you know about it when maybe you don't, I think that can also be maybe not even a maturity symbol, not even like a maturity thing, but I would, I would almost say like a confidence and an insecurity thing. I think there's, mm. there's a lot of power in saying that you don't know. Like if, yeah. if somebody's talking about something and I have no idea what they're saying or they even use a word that I've never heard before... I think there's just so much humility and like people recognize that. And if you're like, oh, I've never heard laborious, like I've never heard of that word. Like, what does that mean? Where's it come from? Yeah. Yeah, Like what, like what does that, what does that mean? Like I've never heard that word before. And then, you know, you kind of give them an opportunity. You're giving people an opportunity to be like, yo, like, okay, this guy's human. Like he doesn't think he knows it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Because people love to teach. I think we talked about this before. Like people love to teach. And if you can put them in in an ample opportunity to do so and, you may learn a lot more than you think. True, true. I myself find my, uh, sometimes fall on the other side. I was like, no, no, no. I know what that means. I know exactly what that word was. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Keep talking. You don't have to stop to explain anything to me. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm smart too, I swear. <laughs> why, do you, why do you do that? Why do you feel like you do that? This is turning into a therapy session now. <laughs> <laughs> Should I lay back on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> do I need to hold a pillow or something? <laughs> No, it's just like uh, sometimes you don't want to stop the conversation, especially if you're in a group of people and you've got 10, maybe 20 people uh, in a group just talking and really getting into it. It's like, mm. I don't want to be the one person to slow down this person from explaining If it's a group, story. for sure. Yeah, if yeah. it's a group, definitely. And even in a one-on-one setting, if I want to like, I don't know, say I'm, I'm talking to someone that I want them to feel that... I am greater than them, then I will 
not stop. You know, I will be the mm. yeah. No, I definitely understand. You know, like to get in, in the what life. situation? In what situation do you want to feel greater than someone, Chris? This sounds like you got your ego floating around, dog. Oh yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I, it definitely I, I felt is. that way too. Though. I felt that way <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like we can all say that we've been in situations where you're like, <laughs> I need to be the one that's the better person here, in yeah. not the better way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm the bigger man. Come on, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously. Come on. Yeah. So like, I'll be like chatting. Say, I don't know, I run into, um, say, a girlfriend's friend or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like a girlfriend's guy friend. I need to make sure that mm. I, <laughs> I am greater than this girlfriend's guy friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely that. feel that. I completely yeah. feel that, man. That's like a competitive. Oh, yeah. Especially with guys. It's like, dude, it's so weird how you can. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, but. Um, you can like not speak with guys and it's almost like you feel the tension of competitiveness. It's mm-hmm. weird. Like you can be mm-hmm. out at the, you can be out at the club, right? And if yeah. you guys are, are somewhere and if you guys are both trying to mack on the same girl, you cannot say anything to each other, but the tension <laughs> and like the competitiveness is like hot and it's there yeah. and it's like, you know, it's yeah, because you know what's going on. We both know what our target is, and we both mm-hmm. know that one of the two of us will achieve this, or none mm-hmm. of us. But <laughs> I've I've found I've found in those situations, mm-hmm. like forget the objective, or like even if you're trying to talk to a chick, forget it. Like mm-hmm. I think it works better if you befriend the person that you're feeling competitive towards. True. And like if you befriend them, then you kind of diffuse the tension, and you kind yeah. of like become cool with that and then you almost take your eye off the prize in a way which can like ultimately make you a little more approachable and acceptable because definitely i think like people can sense the tension like Mm -hmm. people are a lot i think people are a lot smarter than they let on in the sense of like if there's a situation going on and there's tension like people can you can just naturally feel it in the room it's crazy yeah. Like, no. do you remember, do you remember when we, we went to that music, fe- I mean, when we started this podcast, right? We went to the music <laughs> festivals almost like a year ago now. And yeah. after the music festival, it was like 2 a.m. or something like that. And we were walking around downtown and we were trying to find another club to get into. And yeah. I remember we were walking by like basically the main area, which was like Wall Street, which is where like all the bars and everything is. And yeah. I remember us walking. I think you were with us, but I remember yeah. us walking and there was just a lot of people like in very dense areas and everyone's face was like so <laughs> angry. And it's like, we were walking through and you just feel like the tension, like something's yeah. about to go down, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you can feel it. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's real. It's real. No, I think the, with the, the, like the bro on bro thing, sometimes mm-hmm. I think I've even used the whole situation, like you were saying before to like, Hey, okay, let's just be friends. Like, hey, what's up, bro? How's it going? Like, I've used situations like that to control mm. the scenario. So, like, I'll say, hey, dude, no problem. Oh, you like my girl? All right, cool. Come over here. We're best friends now. And now mm. that you're my friend, you can't touch my girl because we're friends. And guy friends don't do that. Mm. Back up. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> you know? but, but in this situation, okay, but in this situation, was, was she your girl or was she just some girl? Mm. You see what I'm saying now? Mm, I see, I see. Well, so I mean, like in, in the situation that I was talking about, it's like, okay, maybe you guys are both have the same target type of thing. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I see it could be useful in both, you know, you're breaking it down. Maybe you, you like 
distract him real quick. He was like, ah, get out of here. Cool, yeah. you're cool. Thanks, bro. And then, like, I'll hit him with the, oh, okay. Oh, you're walking this way? Oh, no, sorry. I'm walking this way. Bye. <laughs> Walk the other way. <laughs> the thing is, though, like, okay, so if you're talking about a guy that's, like, a guy friend... Mm-hmm. And he's with, you know, he's friends with your girl or whatever. Yeah. I think that, I don't know, man, there's two different situations that you can, like, put, like, I don't know, position yourself. And I think mm-hmm. they could potentially go two different ways. You can do one, one way is having enough confidence to, like, not even care. Right? True. If you're confident, like, in yourself and, like, you know, you know who you are, like, you don't really need to, I mean, and your girl obviously should show that and like chooses to be with you so that should be like an immediate reflection and if you trust her you shouldn't have to like worry about that right so you almost kind of like brush it off and then if things are escalating to a certain point that's when you kind of like step Mm -hmm. in because i I would almost say like if you're if you try to like you know throw around your boyfriend dick right (laughs) because i've been in this situation right where it's like okay guys are trying to talk to my girl like whatever but mm-hmm. if I'm, like, walking up in this situation and, like, oh, I'm your boyfriend, like, blah, 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 throwing around yeah. your boyfriend, it don't, I almost think you put yourself in a position of weakness because that could immediately, Make like, you look weak. that situ- yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, this guy's, why does he need to, like, oh, I'm not even talking to her, He's like, insecure. that could just so, yeah. quick, so quickly switch True. and put you in a negative, negative light, so you almost kind of have to observe from a distance, like, really analyze, yeah. and then only approach when it's needed, and your approach into the situation can kind of be, like, you know, like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like, what's going on? I what's don't up? think I met you yet, right? Like, yeah. you go up to the guy, I don't, I don't think I met you yet. Looks like you and, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool, you. Yeah, yeah so. I definitely get it. I definitely get it. And it, it depends on the scenario, too, you know, where you're at, who you're with, who you know. Like, if definitely. it's obvious that, like, I'm talking, if we're at the club or something, and, you know, some rando guy's, like, yo, deep looking, and I'm just, like, I'm at the bar getting a drink, and I see him deep looking, I'm be like, hey, what's up, bro? You good? <laughs> you know, give give him give him the you, you good the up and down the up you know? down yeah I mean, like, look him up and down like oh. alright he's like yeah yeah no we good we good I was like alright I'm going back to my girl now good yeah, good, yeah. good looks get out of here <laughs> alright yo but going going back to um going back to something you said earlier and what we said earlier about the ego like mm. I think ego is such a dangerous like I it think is. it's I think your ego you like you can use it in different ways right mm-hmm. like your ego can be good. Because I think it can push you to like be better and to mm-hmm. prove yourself and to you know maybe work on yourself or whatever it may be. But it can mm-hmm. also be at your detriment if you like try to flex it and try to like, yeah. like oh like yeah. I'm so great like whatever. And that's when yeah. you start to use it as like an insecurity too. Uh, if exactly. You start to dig into that. It, it can be interesting what people do because you're you're fragile. Your ego is is weak and you're not strong mm-hmm. in yourself. And then you you kind of push that out into the world and out into people, into your conversations. And it shows for many people, you know. It's just mm. like, ah, okay, this guy, you don't like that. All right, calm down, calm down. It's okay. And if the ego's too, And if the ego's too strong, I think it could come off as, like, cockiness and arrogance. Definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to deal with that a lot. Like, not deal with it, but I, I feel mm-hmm. like I used to be that way when I was younger. Uh, just because I felt like I had a lot of shit going on, and I mean I did, but yeah, it's yeah. more of it was more of like I don't know I I had a hard time <laughs> like suppressing the fact that I'm great, <laughs> you know. And it, it's weird to yeah, say that, and, yeah. it's, and it's weird to say that, and I think that everyone I still have an ego now. I mean I think mm-hmm. everyone does. It's more yeah. of like 
how you control it, how you, how you carry yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't Definitely. have to try to be cool. It's, it's like, it's like no. the cool guy doesn't have to try to be cool. He's just cool. You know, definitely, definitely, like, yeah. And and the cool guy that like knows he's really cool and shows he's really cool, it's like ah oh, okay, okay. But mm-hmm. no, like you're you're a cool guy, so I see, you know. But mm-hmm. so now you're, you're... <laughs> thanks, bud. Thanks. Let's pat each other on the back, man. Yeah, hey, you're cool, all right. man. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Get you. Get Yeah. Shut the down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's cool. Like we're cool guys, so I definitely get it when you're like you know, you gotta maintain some level of control with how highly you think of yourself and how mm-hmm. hard you push your ego out into the world because if you don't then you come off as that guy and nobody wants to be that guy you know? nobody wants to be that guy that's trying to be cool yeah exactly but you still want to push your confidence out into the world without pushing it you know you mm-hmm. just emit confidence and you're the guy walking down the street and you are confidence you know Mm-hmm. Like that's a, definitely a feeling, and it feels great when you have it too, even in your own mind. But you don't need to like say it when you're like, "Man, I'm walking down the street, and I, this shirt looks really fucking good on me, and <laughs> my muscles are fucking popping. I am the shit, you know. You know, you don't have to say it. You just got a smile on your face. And you're right. living it. You're living that's it. Right. You know." And, but you know what it comes down to, like the confidence as well, is like actually mm-hmm. doing shit that makes you better. I think that's like the the whole thing because I don't know, like people can be confident. It's like <laughs> it's like you know when you see someone like that's wearing something that shouldn't be wearing that, you know? Yeah. And it's like they're 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 walking around like you know, like they're hot shit, and you're kind of like, yeah. uh, I don't know about your life choices, man. You know, but I, <laughs> you do you, bro. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. But hey, if you feel like you've you've built yourself up to a certain point, and that point feels good for you, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it for yourself. Definitely. I mean, regardless of what other people are thinking, for sure. But it's also really nice when. Other people obviously are looking at you and saying, "Dang, okay, he looks good." Like you know, yeah. you're walking to a hall and like or, or, or a room or something, and you feel good already. But then like other people are looking at you and not like they're looking at you and smiling. It's just like, yeah, yeah, reinforced it. Right. All right, cool, yeah. cool, <laughs> dude. And you know what happens? I saw this on like a, you know, I listen to a lot of like self help shit. Mm-hmm. It's not shit. I think it's good. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah, but one one of the things that you notice is like once you really start um, really doing stuff, like really making moves and like improving your life and, mm-hmm. you know, in, in multiple areas, right? More areas than one. Mm-hmm. What happens is that people don't really like tell you good job anymore. Like they don't tell yeah. you like, oh man, like you're killing it. Like you're doing it. They this. expect I mean, you to. Yeah, it's almost like. And it's not even that they expect you to, it's that they, like, once you really start, like, you know, getting some momentum, mm-hmm. they know that you already know that. <laughs> like, not only have you, like, proved it, but yeah. you just keep doing it, and they know that you know that you're making moves. So why would they even need to tell you that you're doing a good job? They don't. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. and, and it's not that you're not, do, you're not making moves, no. it's just they know that you already know that you're making moves. And so if that, if that even makes sense, does that even make that, sense? I don't know. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. But on the flip side, there are some of us that need like the little hit of, you know, hey, I, I'm doing a good job and you just told me I'm doing a good job. So thank you for, for letting me know that. Like, yeah. you know, I was watching this thing and 
this guy was getting married and his new fiance was like, you, you don't really reinforce like how you feel about me and stuff like that. And you like, mm. I know, I know, I know, but like every now and then I just need a little bit of reinforcement. Like maybe like validation, joke a lot. like, um, yeah. like, uh, what, what's the word? Um, reassurance. Like yeah, reassurance. exactly. Yeah. Re- a little reassurance. Like we'll joke. Okay. Here, here and there. Like, ah, I, I hate you. You're, you're terrible. But then, like, you know, every now and then to get that little bit of, like, hey, listen, you're actually doing a really great job. You know, and I love you. And I love you. And I love that yeah. you're doing this for yourself, and this is, this is amazing. I think as men, even, like, as, you know, I've been using this quote lately, the manly man, as, as an aspect of, like, mm. all the stereotypical man qualities with emotions and feelings. The manly mm. man, you don't get a lot of that, you know? No. You don't get a lot of that, even from like father-son relationships. You, you don't get a lot of the, hey, you're doing really good. You know, yeah. let me sit you down and tell you just how good I think you're doing. And I'm not talking about like a weekly thing. I'm talking about like a, hey, you've you've made a milestone here, and I'm letting you know as a as an important figure in your life that I see the progress you've made, and I think it's great for you, and I want you to keep doing that. And I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I for a few years in my early life, I didn't I didn't get shit like that. You know, I mean, yeah. mostly because I was a little bit of a fuck up pretty early. On. Cool, you know, <laughs> aren't we that's all a fair. Little bit. Yeah, exactly. aren't we all a little bit? But then at some point, I got that, and I was like, "Damn, I ain't never heard that shit before. That shit felt good." Oh God, I'm gonna cry. What, what, what do I do with my hands? Like, what do I? Do? <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> Why do I feel this way? <laughs> You know, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, but, it, yeah. you know, you don't know you need it until you don't have it. But yeah. the manly man usually doesn't get it. And yeah. he usually doesn't get it, which is an interesting thing to and say. I, and I, I, think, I think it's unfortunate. That's a really good point, and I completely agree. I think what's unfortunate in our society, too, at least in, you know, they blame it on generational stuff or whatever. Yeah. But I think that some of it, the good jobs get diluted because of, you know, the participation medal theory yeah. and all of yeah. these things where, okay, you know, just for trying, <laughs> you should still get a medal and all that yeah, stuff. And, exactly. and it's like, I, I would, I would err on the side of, you know, no, you should only get a medal if you win or, you know, achieve yeah. some, like you're saying, achieve some sort of milestone. Like maybe you got second place. It's like, okay, that's worth something exactly. in a way, right? A level, like you a made level it, achieve. you made it this far, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it adds value. It adds meaning to it. And there's mm-hmm. there's a fine line between overdoing it and underdoing it, you know? 100%. Yeah. And it's like I said, like, for me, I, I had, I didn't get that for a long time. And then when I got it, I was like, whoa, hey. Yeah. And I mean, it makes it feel great the longer you don't get it. But hearing it more also would have been great. Yeah. So, no, I you agree. Know? But selectively. Exactly. Selectively. And it has to yeah. be for the right reasons. I'm not just going to throw mm. it just to throw it. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same thing when you break into relationships with other types of reinforcement, like saying "I love you." Mm-hmm. In my past relationships, I'm not saying "I love you" every five seconds. I'm not telling no, you sure. every night before bed. I mean, yeah, okay, I, I have a great night. Good night, love you. I'll, maybe I'll throw a little whatever. But then there's also those pivotal moments in a relationship where you truly feel loved and loving. And in that moment, I want you to know exactly how I'm feeling. And I want to express it to you with a word that, to you, will mean the same. 
And if I water it down and say it every five seconds, then yeah, okay, you know. Exactly, man. It's the watering it down. It's it. Yeah. It really is. It's like if you give a compliment, you know, and mm-hmm. if you're give, I mean, exactly what you're saying. I'm gonna repeat what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. It's it's literally exactly what you're saying. If you do something consistently, you're watering down the value of that. Like if you get your exactly. girl flowers every Monday or every Friday or whatever then at yeah. some point it's going to become an expectation and it's not going to be valued. Right? Exactly, exactly. It, once it switches to an expectation, I think, that, mm-hmm. that's a great way of putting it there. Especially if it comes to something like flowers, right? Mm-hmm. I've now set mm-hmm. a precedent, set an expectation that every single time you see me, I'm going to get this and I'm going to do this for you. So now, I... What, but, but I would say, I would say this though, in relationships, mm-hmm. like if you, if you want a long-term relationships... Some predictability is good. Definitely. Meaning, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. supportive and things Regular, like that. You know, yeah. exactly, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I would like to hear that I'm supported on this, this, and this. But mm. I don't want you to tell me just randomly while I'm sitting on the couch, hey, I support all your decisions and everything you do. And then the same time tomorrow at the same time, hey, I support all the decisions and everything you do. Like, you <laughs> it's know, like, bitch, like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. Like, stop. Like, thank you the first time, no. the first two times. But like, <laughs> yo, yo, yeah. it don't mean anything anymore. You know, Come Okay. On. Another, another thing that I wanted to say, though, is that mm-hmm. I think it, it does depend also on a person's love language. So your example, so your example of, you know, saying I love you, Mm -hmm. right? To you, like your love languages may be whatever they are. So do you, do you actually know what your love languages are? Ah, mine have been shifting. I think every time I've taken it, it's a little something different, but you know, Mm, I mean, on the physical touch and the time and all that. Okay. Yeah. Mine are acts of service and physical touch. So Mm -hmm. like, if you like do things for me and then like, I think it's like, if you do things for me, that's more of how I like to, I think there's two different things. So it's, somebody told me this, but it's you, like the way that you like to receive love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the way that you like to give love. So for me, I like to receive love by like people doing things for me, like acts of service. That means a lot to me. And Mm -hmm. I like to give love through like physical touch. Like I'm very like handsy, like with my friends and I get very excited and stuff like that. Yeah. Agreed. So like the Agreed. give and receive. Yeah. So anyways, my point was that if you have someone that is maybe there's their love language is words of affirmation, because I've dealt with that in relationships before, because words of affirmation, I don't really need that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, but it's not like yeah. something that I, yeah. Um, yeah. But if you have someone that is really into that, you almost need to take that into account. So that way they can get the love that they, you know, they receive love in that way. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very important to understand. I mean, I think there are situations where you could have relationships that you have that unmatched receive and uh, and give uh, with love languages, and, and you can have a successful relationship like that. But there are certain situations where you can't, you know. The other, your partner has an understanding of... So, like, uh, say, um, my I like to give gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't... That's how you like to give love. So, you yeah. give love through gifts, yeah. Mm-hmm. I give love through gifts, but you give love through time. Or you receive mm-hmm. love through time. Or you want to receive love through time. Now, me, ah, I see. as your partner, I'm, I'm maybe slightly unyoked with you. And say, I spend my time differently 
if I don't make a commitment to meet you at a certain level in terms of what you need to receive, then uh, how far can we go with this relationship kind of thing, you know? Hmm. I have to see you where you're at, and then you see me where I'm at, and we kind of either realize that, hey, this is not going to work for us, or B, we can make this work by adjusting this, this, and this in order that hmm. to make all of our needs met kind of deal. So you're saying if like the way that you give love and the way that that person likes to receive love are different things Mm -hmm. and then, you know, almost analyzing that fundamentally. And if those don't align potentially, I mean, I would say the extreme is potentially questioning the relationship. I would would assume the first thing that you would do is kind of say, okay, like what, you know, how can we adjust in order to, you know, fill that gap? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it, it all depends on your interest in being in a relationship with that person. Obviously, if you're already like a, a year and a half into a relationship and you're just now seeing this, it's just like, okay, maybe we should talk through this because we've got some history here. Let's, you know, and I'm still interested yeah. in being in it with you. So let's figure something out, right? Or the, mm. Versus like, hey, I just met you first date. What's your sign? What's your everything? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> tell me about you. And then just yeah. like, you know, some girls straight up be like, ah, no. <laughs> wrong sign don't want Libra, it get him out of here <laughs> right <laughs> dead to me <laughs> you know which is kind of crazy in my opinion but whatever yeah, that is pretty crazy. yeah. but i think like the whole horoscope thing is a pretty interesting topic too just because i don't know like i don't know if you've ever actually read any of those horoscopes yeah, i mean yeah. obviously you have at some point everyone has yeah. at least seen <laughs> and like read a portion of their horoscope and been like yeah. oh my god that's so me that's like, me yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> maybe that, and, not I mean, that little bit too. but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, i've done that too where i look at it and i'm like wow like this sounds like me but then i don't know i feel like if you read through a lot of them they're all pretty relatable you can meld into a few of them i'm sure i'm sure yeah they're all pretty yeah. relatable so I know, man. I know. There's different seasons for him, too. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe last year I fit into my mold a little bit better. But, like, this year, you know, I've changed a little bit, you know? And I think a lot of that is self-fulfilling prophecy, especially for for the people that believe in it, like, Mm. heavy. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Libra, so I do this. And now you just start doing Mm. that. You know, but like, what would bother me if like you use that as an excuse to like oh, act yeah. ratchet or act toxic or like do some ridiculous shit like oh yeah it's because I'm cancer people like, do it's not because people you're like do. motherfucker it's not because you're cancer <laughs> like it's because you're an asshole like, exactly because you chose to do that get that shit yeah. out of here yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah I don't care what are you gonna tell oh the cops if you, you shoot someone it's like oh yeah. my god I shot him because I'm a Libra take me to jail don't take me to jail take my horoscope to jail <laughs> oh my yeah no that no justification should be no wrong. way nah nah it's whack but hey people believe that deeply in it so i'm like all hey, right yeah if know. it works for you it works for you man if it works exactly for you, it works for you. you believe you're a tree you're a tree great <laughs> <laughs> you believe you're a deer you're a deer you're a deer oh, do you have do you have like a favorite animal favorite animal ah yeah I'm so. kind of basic. I'm I'm kind of basic. I really like you know like tigers yeah. and lions. Man, the man. <laughs> man, that's me. That's me. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have like I don't pay a lot of attention to animals. I just you know, don't have time for what? Them. I'm done, like, Bro, you know, what do you mean? Animals are all around us all the time, man. They're the- true. <laughs> I, I got more going on than animals. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, the reason why I ask is that I actually, in the front of my house, I have, mm-hmm. this is the second time, I think, in the past year, mm-hmm. uh, a duck is laying its nest, like, oh, yeah. in my little garden. Yeah. yeah. A duck is laying its nest. And so, like, there's, like, a mama duck, and there is, like, a dad duck that's always there, kind of, like, chilling mm-hmm. while she's chilling at the nest. Mm-hmm. And, bro, other ducks be trying to come around and mess with the nest and papa's mm-hmm. like hey ain't happening in my dude i'd be walking out in the morning and there'd be dow ducks like jousting in my front yard and i'm like yo like what is going on man <laughs> yo yo dude, they're freaking like you waving know? at e- like you know um yeah. flapping their wings at each other like picking at each other like it's crazy man yeah. these ducks are territorial the other boys come at the club. They're like, "Hey, hey, that's yeah, mine. Like, hey, that's, my girl. <laughs> that's my girl. Back up." <laughs> oh, oh, maybe but they're like a little insecure about I, it, you know? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but the thing is, ducks are territorial, and I was thinking, like, generally, mm-hmm. I would almost say, like, almost all, pretty much all animals, in a sense, are territorial. Yeah, yeah, to a degree. Like, are are there animals that aren't territorial? Like, if you care. have a yeah, like if you have a, I don't know, like if you have an anthill and there's other ants coming into this anthill, like, bro, those ants are going to get fucked up, right? Yeah, well, what you doing, bro? Or do they work together? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. There was know, actually a species know. of ants. There's a species of ants that like just goes around and just fucks up everything. Oh, it's like in Africa or something or Australia or, or something nice. where it just yeah, goes. Where the crazy ants just, are. <laughs> yeah, man, it goes and it fucks up everything. But what they nice. realized is that they actually compared ants and animals in general, like simulations of yeah. animals that are generally more aggressive and animals that are generally more passive. And mm-hmm. what happens is if you think about it, the animals that are more aggressive, like even with their own species, tend mm-hmm. to like butt heads a lot and they're fighting a lot and just kind of are always weakening each other. Right. Mm. So like animals that are super apt to fight are just going to keep fighting and eventually like they're just going to be weak and they can even yeah. hunt for food or whatever and die. But animals that are a little more passive and a little more relaxed actually mm-hmm. tend to thrive because they, they uh, focus on you know, building their ecosystems and living yeah. and survival. Yeah. No, yeah. And if it's like if, if another ants comes to their anthill, they're like, yo, bro, you don't have a crew. Come join us. <laughs> and, <laughs> Come on over know. Now we're yeah. stronger for it, you know? Exactly. Versus yeah. the other five that are like, yo, let me just, you know, kill you. Wait, wait, wait. But now there's only three cheetahs. Whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> we're dwindling. Yo, we got to stop this. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, there's strength in numbers. There's strength in unity. There's strength in time spent doing non-destructive acts. Definitely. You know? So... I don't know if you've been following this uh, this new uh, war. Man, that's I, I, that segue, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. No, yep. but it's not. It's not even funny, right? So, like, it's no. very unfortunate. And I think. I think it's worth even saying. Like, it's it's very unfortunate what's happening in in Ukraine and Russia. And I really hope that because I mean, even from work, I know like this girl that joined our team not too long ago. Mm-hmm. She her boyfriend is Ukrainian and she's Russian and she has like family in Russia and her boyfriend has family Jeez. in Ukraine and. Yeah, man, it's rough. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like in our generation, we've never. I mean, we've had we had like Iraq and stuff. Yeah, um, but that was like pretty extreme. That's but been a long-standing never... like. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and we was, were too young, I think, to even internalize that. You know. Exactly, and for us to internalize it as fresh as it's coming to us now with all the information streams that we have. Very true. Seeing people being blown to bits right on Twitter, like, you know. Not cool. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. I mean, it's definitely for 
us to be this mature and see things happen in the world. Honestly, I, I didn't think we would see a war till know, another 10 years. Yeah. Um, but to see this start to develop and to see where it develops into next is yeah. kind of, you know, it's something that we have to monitor because we are people of the world. We are people in the world. So this is, these are things that might happen. War spreads, you know. War yeah. causes issues. I mean, yeah. it, it causes issues, but it also causes industry. That's one other thing that I'm looking at, mm. you know. Mm. So there's there's a big bit of wartime technology involved in this whole thing. There's mm. wartime innovation uh, mm. in Florida. That's an interesting yeah. point. Yeah. Wartime innovation. I mean, if you think of the, I mean, maybe just wrapping up, like it's very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I really hope that everyone that's in Ukraine and in Russia can be safe and all that stuff. So definitely, you know, if you feel like you need to donate or do anything like that, like anyone, I think that anyone that feels... Yeah strongly should do that and i think that everyone wants you know peace not war um so yeah i mean that's that's my stance on it i yeah. i don't necessarily agree and i i wouldn't i don't like war i don't think anyone does so no yeah, death i really death hope it's not worth it yeah I, re- I really hope it gets resolved soon yeah definitely there's a rally going on in uh in orlando i think next weekend for ukrainian um uh donations and stuff Okay, good. I was going to say, I hope it's to like raise money or something because that's all we can do right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I might check that out. I'll, I'll send you the info on that. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, but um, I, that was actually a really interesting point that you made, like wartime innovation. I think that's 100% a thing. If you think of like a lot of the technologies that, at least the most modern technologies that have been developed, a lot of them started off with yep. war. Like I even think, I even think the microwave was invented. Yeah. yeah, like one of the... Yeah. One of the staples Basics. of literally every, household. every household in yep. the world, potentially. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. everyone in the world, but like yeah. a lot. Yeah. A lot. And then came the from some dude walking in front of a freaking uh, uh, radio tower with a Kit Kat bar in his pocket or some chocolate bar in his pocket and it melted. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I didn't he know that. He just walked in front and boom, melted. Why did that melt? It only melts huh. when I walk in front of this thing. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another staple, Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Wi-Fi was really? developed by the military. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? Tell me about that. Do you know like the history, like wh- how I, I don't or know why the whole or of it? But same, you know, radio technology. Uh, some guy in the lab is like, wait, I can send data over radio. Great, I can send more data over radio, and you can pick it up over here. All right, cool, we got it. Wi-Fi. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Bro, but almost every current innovation was has been developed through yeah through military efforts because that in general is what pushes us to and and also gets the funding in order to yeah. explore things to to the limits that it needs to in order to you know yeah. utilize it and it's it's super unfortunate man That's it super is super unfortunate it is. but it's true I think it, it's also pushed a lot of the world into the innovation though because one thing everyone wants to feel is safe and secure. Right, one hundred percent. So is, that's, is, why, that's the hierarchy of needs, right? Isn't that the first, yeah, like the very yeah. first thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. I need to feel safe where I'm at at home. So if I could throw massive amounts of money at my safety, great. Now during the times of not war, all I have is the time to build things to make my war better and smarter and and, and easier, right? So I'm trying to innovate. I'm trying to innovate on my life. I'm trying to innovate on how to destroy and also. But create. you're not pressured. So I guess yeah. it's like, 
the pressure for innovation during war is even more so, yeah. hence the development of, because they're mm-hmm. just pressured to develop these new technologies in order to get ahead of everyone. Whereas yeah. almost like when you have that safety and there's no war, there's no mm-hmm. real anything like that, nobody needs to really develop anything. So the innovation yeah. that you're pushing is mm-hmm. more for like, I guess, Other less... Yeah, like things that are less important on the hierarchy of needs rather than yeah. safety. Right? You get innovation yeah. into like uh, simpler products like uh, like Wi-Fi. You got Wi-Fi. Yeah. Great. You know, uh, yeah. T- plenty of other things. You've got DARPA that gets tons of money. I mean, U.S., our spending is like all, all to safety and security, military, all that military projects, all, all that money is over there. And there's so much yeah. of it out there, you know. So much of it. But yeah. That's why sometimes I think about that. I think about living in the United States. And Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, like, other countries are awesome. Like, I want to, you know, I want to live. I don't know if I've told you this. I think you did. I did. But, you know, I want to go get my MBA in Spain or somewhere else and just live abroad just for Mm -hmm. a little bit and then come back to the United States because I think there's just so much of the world to see. But I enjoy living in the United States, at least the time period that I have, simply because wars have not been fought on our soil right Big one. like that's like that's nuts man like yeah. that could you imagine like could you imagine if we're sitting here and like in georgia or something mm-hmm. or just a state away or somewhere in our state like there's bombs and like yep. there's shootings and there you know people are dying like that's crazy yeah. to think about and it's and real it's, yeah it's, it's real so man real. and it's super unfortunate that you know, that other people like live in countries that aren't as fortunate as, as yeah. our country. So don't get me wrong. Taxes are a bitch, but like at the end of the day, like, dude, <laughs> I don't mind living in America. Like really. I'm happy to not have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm sure at some point if, if shit hits the fan and we all got to pick up guns, I mean, you're looking at Ukraine, you, you've got videos of, of teachers grabbing AKs, you know, like yeah. if shit hits uh, the fan, you know, you do what you got to do for your safety, but 100%. it's great that we have people to do it for us, and we've innovated to the point where we can help us stay safe, and yeah. we can do this podcast. You could listen to this podcast, yeah, you know, exactly. the, the, the time, the Wi-Fi you're using to stream this right now. <laughs> Be fortunate, man. That's actually a super good point. Like, at the yeah. end of the day, like, there's so many things going on in the world, and you can, like, look at all the negative things, and, and there you should shed a light on certain things that are going on, like, like we talked yeah. about previously. But ultimately, like, I do this at work, actually, and I anyone that's listening, I think that you should do it, too. Um, but every Thursday, f- at least at work for me, with the people that I work with, is Thankful Thursday. The different clients that I work with, my teammates, whatever. Whenever we're going to the meeting, like, you almost train them train them i'm saying this with their coach you're not really training anyone but in a way like you train them to be grateful like every day is thankful thursday so when you go to a meeting say hey guys thursday like thankful thursday like everyone what are you thankful for and you start off by saying something right you're thankful for the sunshine you're thankful for your family you're thankful for your health but i think that it's super important like especially considering we live in a first world country to really like reflect (laughs) and be like yo how fucking fortunate and how grateful should we be for like everything that we have and where we are and and all that stuff, yeah. man? We don't we don't do enough of that, definitely not. No, no. And it, so it's, take it's that, great. man. Thankful Thursday. Bring it Thankful back. Thursdays. Bring it back to your job, man. Do it. <laughs> Thankful Thursdays. I like it. It's good I stuff. like it. Yeah, man.
We just have Hawaiian shirt Fridays, but you know, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian, shirt, Hawaiian shirt Fridays. Not with work from home, man. Shit. Uh, every true. every every day's Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> true that, man. True that. It's a crazy world we live in. Crazy out there. I um Oh, okay. I wanted to say this. So yeah. we were talking about um, you know, like uh governments and the world and safety and all this stuff. So Ray Dalio, who is one of the CEOs of one of the leading hedge funds, one of the biggest hedge funds, I would say, in the world, mm-hmm. just released a video um, called The Changing World Order. And essentially what the video is about, I highly, highly re- recommend if people are interested in this and kind of nerd out like I do, look it up on YouTube. It's 45 minutes. It's long, but it's high quality animation. He walks through. It's really good. Anyways, long story short, he talks about he basically reflected back in history and he looks at all of the different empires that have risen and fall in history. So there was the China dynasties that were like, you know, five, 600 years ago. There was uh, the Dutch, there was the French, and then there was most recently before the United States was the British, and then it was the United States, right? And what he really insinuates is that there's actually, so us as the United States are currently a declining power and China is actually a rising power and that, you know, maybe within the next 20, I mean, thinking about it, right, maybe within the next 20 or 30 years, China may surpass the United States in um, certain areas in order to become the new like leading power. And in turn, right, the new world order, which basically means a war happens between, you know, the, the existing power and the rising power. And then ultimately the, the winners of the war kind of get to decide how the new world order is going to work. And through that is actually a um, basically the reserve currency. And if you don't know what that is, basically here in the United States, and if you think about it, the, the United States dollar, the U.S. dollar is pretty much taken anywhere in the world. Right. And that's really what a reserve currency is, is that people all around the world are willing to take this currency, want to save in this currency or whatever. And he basically mm-hmm. talks about how the United States is potentially could be in a oh, not even could be. He thinks the United States is in a decline and China's like coming after like it's it's kind of, it's it's super crazy, man. Like the reason why I brought all that up is because you, you know, talking about the innovation and the wars and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. we could we could potentially see like a new world order in our lifetime, which is a little scary. But <laughs> I think it's good to like educate yourself and kind of like understand um, yeah. things that are going on in our society. And I think what was really cool about the video is that <clears throat> he talks about like when countries are rising to be like the next empire. Yeah. yeah, when they're on their way up, like everyone in the country is like working towards a common purpose. Like mm-hmm. everyone in the country is like believes in the leadership in that country, like understands yeah. the vision and is like united like on the way forward. What happens and you can you can even think about this, like when mm-hmm. you, when you have more like it's it's the it's the classic notion, man. More mm-hmm. money, more problems, right? So when you're an empire, right, and you're safe and you're the fucking world superpower and everyone has money and everyone is doing, you know, decently okay, like obviously in the United States, like I would say, you know, compared to a lot of other countries, like people are doing pretty all right. Yeah. You start to get more time and like basically there's a lot of civil unrest. So there's a lot of like issues where it's, you know, if you think of our political system, like very polarizing ideologies of left, very polarizing ideologies of right. And these internal conflicts that we have 
within ourselves actually weaken us as a country because instead of us being like united and being productive and like doing what's best for like our communities and our country and everything like that, where it's too busy, like fucking around with each other and that, that we forget, you know, that we need to maintain this status. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's great. Like, I don't know, man, the video, I'm not, I'm going to stop there, but it's just, it's really (laughs) interesting the way he describes it. I really like his content. I highly recommend anyone that is interested in nerding out on that. Take some time to, (laughs) to check it out. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds right. It sounds right. I mean, a lot of that makes sense. Uh, another yeah. big thing of all of that is free time. You talked about it. Time. What you spend your mm. time doing and, and where you build your allegiances. So that, that those are big topics. Those are big topics. Oh yeah. We'll have to hit those guess- next week. <laughs> where <are> we at? <laughs> yeah. Very true. On that note, yeah. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't don't give them all. Don't let's yeah, a little sneak peek. A little sneak peek. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Oh, Thanks, man. guys, for walking down with us in the hallway, Chris. Good to see you. Enjoy your Sunday, and Thanks, uh, well. have a great week. Pat on the back. You're doing great, buddy. Doing great. <laughs> You're doing great, man. Digital dabs. Yo, digital, digital dabs. dabs to the homies. <laughs> Catch right, you next y'all. week. <laughs>